What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Bringing It Back. I am Jonah Stairs, and I'm joined by just the tall and thin and beautiful Micah Mosley. What's going on, guys? <laughs> you know your boy, 5'10 over here. Hey, I hope you guys have had a good week. I hope your hearts have recovered, perhaps, from, <laughs> you know, just the end of the Cinderella story we were all cheering on. That's right, I'm talking about the Golden Eagles. I'm talking yeah. about Oral Roberts University. Yeah. Jonah, are you as heartbroken as I am? No. You're definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, if you don't know what we're talking about, you know, my, my dear college, Oral Roberts, we made the NCAA tournament for the first time in, I think, like 10 years. Pulled off two amazing upsets over Ohio State and Florida, both of which I was present for in person in Indianapolis because I'm a great fan. But, of course, you know, played Arkansas on Sunday. I had a lot of bitterness toward Arkansas coming into this <laughs> week. I, you know, I really felt like we needed this one. And, you know, we came up just short. But I'm proud of our guys. So you got to be. you got to be proud. you got to be proud. you got to be proud. You know, if any of our guys are listening, Los, Francis, Max perhaps, probably not, but... Man, we love you guys and we're proud of you. So, you know, I was pretty pretty heartbroken after the loss, Jonah. You know, when that shot didn't go in, I I went to my knees immediately. <laughs> I thought my life was over. And then I thought for a second, wait a minute. This is just a basketball game. It's just a game. What am I doing here? So that kind of spurred me to want to talk about this topic of, uh, I guess, a heavenly perspective. Or I think as this episode will be called... Bigger than basketball. <laughs> oh, nice. That's good. Alliteration. Yeah. I like that. So we just want to talk today a little bit about what it looks like to live with perspective of things that are not on this earth. And I guess maybe a little bit of how to be a part of what's going on here, but at the same time be um, having your heart set in a way that's focused toward the kingdom. So what do we got here today? Well, I would love to just kick off with, you know, some scripture because... We're always bringing it back. You know what I'm saying? Bringing it back. Uh, this is actually, as much as this scripture has been hammered into me for a lot of my life, it's really become one of my favorite verses. And it's Romans 12, uh, verse 2. And it says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's just something so obvious in this verse um, that like, when you see it, you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. And it's just that this world has a pattern, whether it's your life hinging on a sports game, mm -hmm. you know, or it, just, just the little things making or breaking your life. Uh, money, I feel like, is a big pattern of this world sure. um, that really dictates a lot of people's lives and, and their emotions, uh, whether things are going right in their life or going wrong in their life. There's just this, when, when you really sit back and you look, you start to see this pattern of the world. And a good indicator, if you are being transformed uh, by the renewing of your mind, is if you're not conforming to the pattern of this world. So that's something I always continue to, to see myself go back to, is just, am I having a heavenly perspective Am I 
um, having a kingdom mindset because that looks like something specific, you sure. know, it, and, it, and it doesn't look like the pattern of the world. It doesn't look like stressing over the little things and, and it doesn't look like measuring the success in your life by, um, you know, your job or your income or if your sports team is better than someone else's sports right. team, you know, all this different stuff. So, yeah. So I think this one's been really big for me recently just because I think I've seen, maybe more recently than others, I think I've seen some people um, in my life fall away from their faith a little bit, yeah. or even maybe not as much fall away from their faith as much as like experience burnout and kind of fall into a lukewarm pattern of Christianity. And I think those are really common things that we see when we don't have a heavenly perspective. Because um, I'll be the first to say, it's really easy to get caught up um, in the things of this world that seem like great things or make them ultimate. So yeah. I don't know, like your job or occupation, like it's not wrong to to do what you do and do it well and to want to succeed in it. But I think it's when we get to the point that that is where we're finding our affirmation and all of our energy, all that we think about is going towards um, our job and how we can make money or you know the relationship that you're in even, I would say, yeah. is another one that can be huge and distracting. Um, of just like, I think something that you could say is anything that's like taking up a lot of your thought space and dictating your emotions could be an idol in your life. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that could be a lot of little things like relationships, sports and jobs, all these different things. And I think yeah. that happens when we don't can like bring ourselves back to have that heavenly mm, perspective and kingdom good. mindset. Yeah. I, and I think fear is a big thing too, that, that, that motivates, um, you know, how people live their lives. You know, fear of sickness, fear of disease, fear of uh, losing things like yeah. like possessions. Right. You know, and and I think a lot of that can be traced back to fear. Um, and you know, it's funny. I don't have this verse in front of me, but it just came to my mind. But just the verse of the, there's only fear and love. You you, yeah. you can't do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's just fear and love. And so, which one are you going to choose to walk in today? And I think. That's another really important thing. I mean, love is a kingdom language. And and so if you, if you want to have that heavenly perspective, then you're going to have to kind of take inventory of your life and say, you know, in this area of my life, am I being motivated motivated by fear or love in this area of my life, sure. in this area of my life? Um, I, I think it's important. I, I wouldn't spend my whole life just going through everything and taking constant inventory of every little detail in my life. But I think it's a good thing to do every once in a while, just... You know, sit down with the Lord and say, God, what is it in my life that you're wanting to adjust my perspective in? Sure. I think a great verse that goes along with that first point you made is Matthew six nineteen through 21. And it says, and this is in red, so you know it's Jesus talking straight to no you. So doubt. If, you're, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I just haven't heard from the Lord in so long. I just can't hear his voice. <laughs> then listen very closely because this is him talking straight to you. It says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I think there's a lot of different things you can think about with that verse. I love the last part that says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I would even ask yourself, man, where are my treasures? Where am I um, putting the most emphasis on in my life? What am I the most protective of? And is that something that the Lord would be equally protective of? Like, is that something that you can view with a kingdom mindset that's going to benefit you or someone else for eternity? But, I mean, right there it says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. I think it's pretty simple and straightforward. And I don't want to say that and have people say, 
or think I have to give up everything I own right. to have to follow Jesus. I mean, maybe the Lord does call you to do that, and that's yep. great if He does. Um, but where are your priorities at? Are you putting all of your time towards saving up money so you can have a comfortable life someday, where you can have your white picket fence with your soccer playing wife, yeah, myself, <laughs> <laughs> and your kids and your dog, and do all this stuff? Um, is that the plan for your life, or are you thinking about your life as, man, how can I make the most of my short time here on earth? How can I advance the gospel in the best way possible? Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. Um, just constantly being alert and attentive to what Jesus is saying in your life and, and the kingdom perspective. And the, again, the kingdom perspective is different from the worldly perspective. And you kind of have to choose. Um, and again, Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, and then a lot of people follow up. Well, how do I renew my mind? Well, you get in the word, <laughs> you yeah, know, you, simple as that. You, you hear from the Lord and you get in the word and you obey what he's, what he's saying. And, and you'll see yourself start to be transformed. Um, I think just the, one of my favorite parables is, is the guy who finds the precious Jim in the uh, in the field, and right. he sells everything to have just that one precious jewel sure. in the field. And I remember one of the most defining moments of my life was kind of born out of that parable when I realized that I didn't want God to just be a part of my life. I wanted like him to be everything to sure. me, you know. And so then it, it kind of became this thing that was like, all right, God. You know, am, am I really, you know, we use the, the phrase sold out a lot in Christianity. Like, am I really sold out? And if you think about what that means, it really is like everything. You know, you're selling sure. everything. Um, you know, you're, you're giving away everything that, that you feel like, oh, I, well, I have a legitimate claim to this, or, or I deserve this, or I, okay, well, no, you don't. Not in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, you give everything up. But then, like, the reward you get in return is so substantial and so beyond anything you could ever have on earth. Um, just like that verse was saying, you know, don't store up treasures on earth, but, um, you know, be kingdom-minded. Be looking forward to, to how the kingdom operates and, and, and how that will end up for you. Yeah, and I think uh, James fourteen or 4.14 does a great job of talking about this. It says, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes i think sometimes we forget it's like harsh yeah like how short our times on this earth really are like yeah. sit and think about eternity for a second if you sit and think about eternity it'll kind of mess you up a little bit right sometimes if you're making me a little bit mad because i'm like dang i don't ever get a break and then i remember that i'm going to be in the presence of the father and that's right. all i could ever want but it'll mess you up a little bit to think about what forever it is and i think to think that our time here on this earth should be spent making ourselves comfortable or trying to fulfill things that we want to see happen that are just going to go away the moment that either Jesus comes back or we die, um, it just seems a little bit foolish. So I don't want this podcast to be like, man, sell everything you own um, or a bunch of can't do's because I hate it when the church right. is like a bunch of can'ts. I think on the flip side of that, I would say, all right, so what can you be doing in this short time here on earth? Man, we've got a whole world with a lot of broken people in it. Like, I think 
I don't know. Some people talk a lot about it's like drinking and getting drunk stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we can have another pot on that. But I think at the end of the day, it's not as much about me as it is like, all right, don't do this. I think it's like, man, if you're busy sharing the gospel and pursuing Jesus with your whole heart yeah. and living missionally, I don't think you have time to be doing any of this because yeah. we got only so much time here on earth and I want to use every second I have to point towards the kingdom and to get as many people in there with me as I can Absolutely. because I love them too much to let them go through this whole life without anybody telling them the goodness of what eternity with Jesus is like. Um, and I think that's something that we can really do a lot better, to be honest, in the Christian church. Um, and obviously, we'd be pretty stupid to go through this and not talk about Colossians 3. Mm. Um, Colossians 3, the first few verses are kind of my life verses, but um, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in Him with glory. Man, so when Jesus comes back, none of this stuff is going to matter. You're not even going to be thinking about, oh man, I never got to get married, because you're going to be so awestruck and in love with who Jesus is when He comes back. That, that won't even be a thought on your radar. And I think to have a heavenly perspective is something that um, it's so, so vital and important in every Christian's life. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I love that thought of not having a list of things you can't do, Yeah. but knowing the things you should be focusing on, right. the things you should be thinking about, just like Colossians says, you know, set your mind on things above. Um, Philippians 4, 8 has another kind of, Hey, let's think about this. Um, and it says, finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And yeah, I, I think it, it applies to not just you know things that you're doing in your life or things you can't be doing in your life, but what are you thinking about? What are you spending the time in your mind dwelling on and 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 thinking about? And and if the the funny thing about picking out scriptures that talk about having a kingdom mindset is it's pretty much the whole new Testament. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you want to do a deep dive, then just read the whole new Testament, particularly the letters to the church. Um, I mean, it's, he's literally laying out, this is how you need to live your life because this reflects the kingdom. Think about these things. Don't do these things. Don't think about these things. But again, I, I think I, that that's such an important thought that, when you are focused on the Lord and when you are heavenly minded, when, when you're focused on the things above, then your the, the time you have available to do things that you shouldn't be doing drastically goes down. Drastically. Um, and, and it starts with the way you think, you know, are you, are you thinking about Jesus and the kingdom and things that reflect him? Or are you always looking for loopholes on sure. how to technically not be sinning, yeah. but still get to do what you want to do? Yeah. Well, I would argue that that's still sinning anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, like, you don't even love Jesus. Because if you right. love Jesus, you would keep his commandments. That's right. I don't remember what verse that is. but It's, it's in like, John yeah, somewhere. I'll tell you that. You'll keep my commandments. So I yeah. think that's a pretty easy check right there. All right. Are you doing something to find loopholes or are you in love with Jesus? Oh, right. That's a pretty easy thing to figure out. Yeah, I, I would also like to read some red letters here. This is in Matthew chapter 16. And uh, basically what happens here, starting at verse 21, Jesus is predicting, prophesying his own death and resurrection. And in verse 22, Peter takes him aside 
and he rebukes Jesus, which... Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and he says, never, Lord, uh, this shall never happen to you. And he's saying, no, like, no, I rebuke that word. Yeah. Yes. I almost picture him saying, no, I rebuke that in Jesus' name, <laughs> talking to Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Oof. And I think that's just a really good example of the, there's a difference between what you might think is right or what you might think is good and what Jesus is saying. Right. There's, there's a lot of times there's a difference in that. And God doesn't call us to do the things that are right and the things that are good. He calls us to obedience. And I think that's a really important distinction because even if you might think you're doing all the quote unquote Christian things, if you're not doing that out of obedience to the Lord, yeah. then you're actually getting in his way, which mm. is kind of a harsh thought to think about. But I mean, I can only imagine Peter's heart is good. Like it's, it has good intentions trying yeah. to call out Jesus and be like, no, you're not going to die. You know, trying to encourage his friend or whatever. Sure. And Jesus pretty much calls him out and just says, Hey, you're thinking about, you're, you're thinking from a, a man perspective, from a worldly perspective, and you're not thinking about God's perspective because it's not about what's right and wrong. It's about obedience or disobedience. It's about the kingdom or not the kingdom. And, and when I say that, it still means obedience or disobedience because the kingdom is built on obedience to the authority of God. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of the whole kit and caboodle, as they say. Yeah. Man, and I would even say a lot of people might hear this and think, man, like I'm studying to be a doctor. I'm going down the wrong career, the career path because I'm not going to be a pastor. I mean, again, that's not what we're saying at all. And I think if every Christian were to think that they had to be a pastor or work in ministry, that we would be drastically missing the point because then no one's working in the day-to-day and no one's living missionally. No one's giving a good example right. um, you know, in the office, wherever you work, what it looks like to follow the Lord well. But... Um, I think you could even think about, all right, what are my conversations looking like that I have with friends? Like, are they uplifting to each other? Are they uplifting to um, the kingdom? Are we talking about things that matter? And I think for a long time, I didn't talk about things that matter with my friends because they were my friends. So it almost seemed like the time that I could turn off my Christian self a little bit and detox from that and just have mind-numbing conversation about sports, which again, isn't bad, but that shouldn't be all you talk about. Man, so like, what are you talking about? What are you thinking about? Like Jonah said earlier, where is all of your mind space going to? A question I've been liking to ask lately is, man, what have you been thinking a lot about lately? Right. And almost everybody's always got something that they're thinking about a lot just because humans like to think. Yeah. Um, And if you're not thinking, it's probably because you're doing too much. So you should take a second and just sit (laughs) and think for a little bit. But man, just another one is Galatians 2.20 and it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Man, so if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, this life that you're living is not your own. So like, are you submitted to take this life that you have, this short time here on earth, and live it in a way that glorifies the Father? Man, and if you're not, I think we need to have a different conversation about the gospel and relearn what that is right, a little bit right. and redetermine what relationship you have and if you even have a relationship or what are your whys for that. So yeah. I think there's a lot of things to get in here. here. Yeah. And, I, you know, it uses that language, you're, you're dead to the world and you're alive in Christ. Um, and all through Romans in particular, but all through a lot of scripture, 
uh, and in Colossians as well, specifically. It, there, it's Paul's painting this picture of um, we were crucified with Christ on the cross, and I and and you know when we're baptized, we're we're being raised again, like Jesus was resurrected, um, and. I think they're definitely like, maybe this is just the way I think about it. Maybe this isn't reality. So take it or leave it. But I think that there are like different levels of, of like death that you experience, (laughs) you know, death to yourself, death to the world, death to your flesh. Unpack that for me. So like, I, I think like I come, I compartmentalize in the sense that I think there are parts of my life that are, which it sounds so counterintuitive, but there are parts of my life that are like dead to my flesh or dead to the world or dead to, um, and that feel alive in Christ and committed to the Lord. And then there are other parts that I feel like I'm still in process. Like I'm like, I know in the spiritual realm, in the kingdom, I'm like fully dead and fully resurrected and fully in the Lord. But I think the journey of life is, is growing into who you are in the kingdom. And I think there are still like different areas of the way I think that obviously aren't, you know, perfect. Right. You know, there are still things I do that aren't perfect. And I think that's, you know, a result of, of living in a broken world and constantly having to remind myself that I am dead to the world. I'm, I'm dead to myself and I'm alive in Christ. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like that can just be an important note and hopefully encouraging that it's a process, you know, it's, it's like Michael was saying, you don't have to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh my gosh, I got to, you know, preach to 10 people and I got, you know, you yeah. have this checklist and all these things. And I, I would say, you know, get rid of the checklist and just open up the word or, or get in your, your secret, secret place with the Lord and, and just spend time with him. Um, one of the most profound things I ever heard in my life was actually from good friend, Ron Griffin, shout out, shout out Ron. um, and he was telling me, he was kind of, you know, holding me accountable in this place in my life where, you know, he kind of had this place in my life where he called me out and was like, Jonah, it feels like you're trying to do like 70% of your life, like living a good Christian life mm-hmm. on your own, like out of your own strength. And you're just relying on God for that extra 30% mm. to like get to a hundred. Right. And what you need to be doing is waking up every day and whatever percentage, if you want to think of it that way, whatever percentage that you feel like you're at, go ahead and bring yourself down to zero and humble yourself and recognize that you can't do anything without Jesus. Like you can't do anything without Jesus. And so it, it really became this thing that I was like, oh my gosh, how, how much of my life have I been trying to do most of it on my own and then just relying on the Lord for, you know, right. just for the extra little bit instead of being in this place of being like, God, I can't do anything on my own. I, 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 I have 0% to put forward here mm-hmm. and I'm relying on you for the 100%, everything I do today. And it sounds silly, but even to the point of like getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, you know, getting in your car and driving to work or whatever it is, like the mundane things, the everyday things, you need to rely on the Lord for those things. I think that's part of having a kingdom perspective is 
with a kingdom perspective, your eyes are continuously, constantly focused on the Lord. Like I, I have this picture in my mind of heaven. Like how could you ever look away from Jesus right. in heaven? You know, that just seems yeah. like a mistake. <laughs> you, sure. Even if you're physically able to, it just seems like a mistake. And I mean, that's honestly how we're called to live our lives here on earth, constantly focused on Jesus. And you'll start to see that even in the little things in your life, you have this kingdom perspective on picking out a movie on Netflix. Like, what does it look like to still be focused on Jesus in that process and still be honoring him in that process? Just, Just the little things that you're thinking, well, I don't need to be a Christian in this aspect of my life because... Like, it's not about being a Christian and not a Christian when you're playing video games. No, it, like it always is. It always it is. Always, it always Or playing basketball yeah. or, or whatever. And, and you're, you're always held to this standard of, yeah. of kingdom living. And it shouldn't create this, like, really unhealthy stress and, and, and pressure in your life. It should, honestly, release this burden because you don't have to do it on your own because you can't do it on your own. Yeah, it's about Jesus working in you and through you. Yeah. I mean, you know, his his strength is made perfect in in my weakness. So I might as well just accept how weak and helpless I am without him. Yeah, and live my life completely dependent on him. Yeah, I think the harder one for that has been like with my friends specifically, because I think there's such a temptation to just turn it off whenever you're not doing something that's ministry related. Right. Even my friends who I'm doing ministry with, it's really easy to fall into the mundane of just like, all right, I'm just hanging out in this dorm room, not doing anything important so I can talk about whatever I want. Right. And that's just not the case. Um, There has to be consistency. We talk a lot about, oh man, I think it's either Galatians or Philippians where where Paul's like, whether I come and see you or I'm absent, like let your actions be consistent Mm -hmm. with the gospel of Christ. So it doesn't matter what circumstance of your life that's in. It just says be consistent, whatever it is. But then I'd like to to pose a question to some of you guys. But what if I were to tell you you're never going to get married in your life, but tomorrow Jesus is coming back. So that's why you're never going to get married. Is your first thought, oh, no, I'm never going to get married? Or is your first thought, man, I cannot wait to spend my life in eternity with the Father? Are you excited that Jesus is coming back to get you? Or is a little part of you still wanting to hold on to the things of this earth, like marriage? Because, man, marriage, you're not going to be married in heaven, at least not to your earthly spouse. You're the bride of Christ in heaven. Yeah, uh, You're not married here. Or is your thought, man, I never got to finish my degree. I never got to have that job or that car. If that's your first thought, your priorities are out of whack because your first thought should be like, man, Jesus is coming back tomorrow. How can I live this next day in a way that tells as many people about him as possible. I cannot wait to see him. I can't wait to be in his presence. And I think a lot of times we get that out of whack because we love the things of this earth more than we love presence of the Father and love spending time with him. And I think if that's you, which man, it was me for a long time, I think you've got some thinking to do, some reprioritizing that the Lord would continue to um, give you the desires of his heart, that he would take away your own selfish desires and replace it with the things that matter. And again, that's a process to get there and it's a long one. Or it's a fast one, depending on what the Lord wants. But I would really encourage you guys to make that something that's a priority in your life every day is to wake up and ask the Father to um, continue to give you a heavenly perspective on the things that matter. Yeah. I used to ask people that question all the time in high school because I thought yeah. it was like a funny, yeah. it wasn't specifically that, but it was just if, if Jesus came down to earth right now into your room and said, hey, do you just want to come up to heaven with me and yeah. like live in heaven with me yeah 
And it honestly blew my mind the amount of people who said no. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, there's still so many things I want to do. And still so. And I'm like, we're talking about Jesus here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're talking about paradise. We're talking about heaven. We're talking about an eternity of just being with him. I mean, there's no regrets in heaven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if, if you're sitting in heaven thinking, oh, man, I wish I was back on earth, you know, so I could do this, this, and that, and the other, then... I, yeah, I think that's a good point. You, you, your priorities might be a little uh, skewed. Yeah. But again, I, I think it's important to note you, you don't just magically change your priorities in life. You don't just wake up one day and say, well, I'm going to suddenly start valuing this over that. I mean, yeah. that's not really how it works. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That That's a process. And the only way that process works is by spending time with Jesus and spending time in the Word. And the funny thing is, the word is Jesus, because Jesus is the word made flesh. Right. So honestly, they're kind of one and the same. Sure. So, and if you're ever reading your Bible and you're not doing it with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father, then you're doing it wrong. You're just reading words on a page at that point. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's definitely something the Lord has been teaching me, is Jesus is the word. Yeah. You know? So you spending time with Jesus is you spending time in the Word, you know? Yeah. And, and the, the whole book reflects who Jesus is. And if you're thinking, Jonah, why are you saying Jesus so many times? Well, it's because it's all about Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> like everything, the whole book, your whole life, all of existence. I mean, talk about Colossians. Colossians 1.15 through like 23. If you guys just want to have your minds blown, just go read that and you will see just how much it's about Jesus. Yeah. It, I mean, it's all it all revolves around. He's the center of the universe. I mean, it's all about Jesus. So I, I think that truth in itself, which I'm still experiencing deeper and deeper revelations of that truth, and I will for the rest of my life, that truth in itself is enough for you to to open your eyes and just see how important he is. And the funny thing is, is you don't have to devalue everything else in your own life, but just seeing how valuable he is, everything else will just pale in, com in comparison. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I think something that someone maybe hear this as I'm thinking about it and think is, man, I have to just pray every day that the Lord would give me all of his desires. And I think you can still pray for things that you'd want to see. So you can pray like, Lord, I would love to get married someday. Can I see that? I don't think that's a sin to pray that. I think it's a sin to be mad if that day never comes, but... I think at the end of every prayer like that, you need to have a follow-up statement that says, but Lord, at the end of the day, I know that your plans are so much greater than mine are, so I submit these to you. I would love to see them happen, but I'm okay if they don't, and I want to step into whatever you have for me. So would you show me the right desires to have? Would you show me where you're leading me? So I don't think it's wrong to pray for things like that, but I think you have to follow it up with um, a submission and laying it down at his feet and not holding on to it too tightly. Yeah, yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Well, Johnny, you got anything else before we bounce out of here today? That's what I got. Yeah? Yeah. Well, hey, man, guys, we love you for bringing it back. We hope you enjoy this podcast. I really do. Um, I know a few people kind of sent me messages after the last one that were super encouraging or been posted on their story. So thank you, guys. We see that. Um, it really does mean a lot to us that you would take a 30 minutes out of your week and listen to what we have to say. We hope for it sure. feels like you're having a conversation with two friends because... That is the heart behind this podcast is that it's relaxed, laid back, and kind of fun. So, man, we hope you guys have had a good one. Jonah, 
I hope your feet get bigger because even though I'm looking at them right now, they still look so small. They're not. They're not going to get bigger. That's just that's how they are. Very nice. All right. Little hobbit feet. Well, hey, we love you guys, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.